Hey guys, this is your host Shane with Radical Rocks. Today we've got a very exciting episode for you filled with all sorts of entertainment and education. We're going to talk about the Rainbow Tunnel, the world's largest fluorescent rock. We are going to talk about fossils and dinosaurs. We have many, many great subjects. We're going to talk about the Arizona Museum. Also, um, we have an upcoming video on Radical Rocks in YouTube. And there we are going to be doing stabilization with the vacuum process. I've just got in a new vacuum chamber. And uh, that should be very educational and exciting. Also, we're going to talk about gemstone rollers, um, which, ladies, this is something you're not going to want to miss. We're going to talk a lapidary tip about Montana agate. We've got the rock hounding, the new earth, many, many other subjects. We'll talk about thunder eggs, we'll talk about lava tubes, and so much more. So, folks, before we get into it, I want to thank you all for supporting the channel. Go to RadicalRocks.com. That's R-A-D-I-C-A-L-R-O-C-K-S dot com. Scroll down to the bottom and all these free connections to our different links on social media. Um, we're building quickly. We have podcasts, blogs, and of course, the um, videos. So you can see any of these things. You can be part of these. You can share. That helps us grow. When you share... When you comment, when you like, um, when you subscribe, this helps us to generate some monetization from uh, big media, get a few pennies, and enables us to give back to rock hounding and keeping rock hounding alive. And that's what we do with those some of those proceeds is we use those to help keep that alive. So first off, I want to get into the newsletter that comes out from the Orange Belt Mineralogical Society. I've been a member of that for many, many years. Um, the reason I bring it up is because it's of public interest. They have uh, their shop report where they talk about their machines. Um, you know, you can have a membership there for just uh, 30 to $60 for an individual to a family. And for a small fee, you can go in and use their machines now, there's many different lapidary clubs, rock hounding clubs, gem and mineral clubs, where you can do that. Now, some are bigger than others, and some do shows. Most do shows and fundraisers, outreaches to the community, education to um, our schools, to grade school students and up, to the community. There's field trips. Now, the Orange Belt Mineralogical Society has a field trip that's slated for March the 21st for its members. Um, the trip is to the Hauser Geode Beds, which I've talked about and written a blog on. Um, also, some deposits of jasper and agates in the south uh, caddies. They have some pictures of here below. They're going to be going in April um, for strawberry onyx in the Bristol Mountains. They have pictures here if you get in their newsletter um, by becoming a member, you'll get those. Also, they're planning to return in May to the Coahif mine and dig for cave onyx. If you've never seen this, it's real pretty. Um, this is a private claim. There is a $20 for a five-gallon bucket fee that goes with this, but um, guaranteed to be worth your money. Um, some spectacular 
specimens are to be found there. Actually, I have some of this cave onyx. I should uh, I should get some pictures of that. It looks real pretty with orbs and stuff when you cut it. All right. So uh, to my friends Jerry and uh, Tony that are in the club there, moving to Texas, I wish you all the best as you move on to the next step in your life. Now, let's talk a little bit about some fossils before we get into some of our other exciting topics on uh, the giant fluorescent rocks, the gym rollers, and some of these other interesting topics that we have. Um, let's talk about let's talk about um, the gym mining, the gym rush at West Central Rockhounds of Willamar. So when I first heard this Willamar, I had some preconceived thoughts of where that was located. It looks like it is located in Minnesota. Now, the West Central Rockhounds are located in the Uptown Willamar Mall here in the United States, and they have a lot going on there. They have um, definitely a lot of people who love rocks. Um, in fact, the, the person who started this their love of rock started after they visited an emerald mine in Hiddenite, North Carolina, about eight years ago, where um, you can go visit and pay a fee, I think, and maybe even get a chance at getting some little uh, chips of something. Now, they started collecting. They started a business there. Um, it says it's on Highway 12 near Home State Bank, but this is not just that. They have... Uh, classes they they do engraving and polishing and help people to find their love in rocks and minerals they have a little area there where people pay to pan out these gemstones which is kind of fun for the kids and stuff so if you want to check that out you can go to the west central tribune uh, website it's vctrib.com and uh, the article is entitled, Experience the Rush of Gym Mining at West Central Rockhounds of Willamar. And there's a link to the uh, rockhounding group, the West Central Rockhounds as well, that you can click on there. And uh, that was written by Cheryl B. Lindred on, Mar on uh, March the 6th. Now, there's a wonderful fossil in history in Vermont. Um, it's in 1848. It was discovered. Uh, very rare. Um, they are calling this article the 1848 Fossil Find Rediscovered a Mammoth Surprise for Vermont. Um, the main part of the article, they're talking about this radiocarbon dating and uh, feeling that these are even older than previously thought. Um, yeah, radiocarbon dating is, uh, you know... I, I know it is a wonderful scientific tool, but it certainly has been proven to be very wide in its range of uh, dates. And I know examples where things have been told to be millions of years old that ended up uh, not even being 100 years old. So you, you have to kind of take it with a grain of salt. Um, if you are open-minded, if you are not, then, um, then, then this will be biblical to you, and it is this dinosaur is apparently millions of years old. It was discovered at Mount Holly near Rutland. Um, beautiful mastodon teeth, the skull, the head. And then through this area, which they call the Holy Mountain, 
Um, they found several pieces scattered over several different miles. They found a rib here. They found a molar there. Um, and you can read about this article if you want. They have 3D scans of the animal. It was written, the article was written by Lou Vera Riccio. And uh, it can be found at the suncommunitynews.com website if you want to find out more about that beautiful mastodon found in um, Vermont. Now, another little article on discoverwestman.com. They are in Canada celebrating 110 years of studying geoscience, geology, rocks, the history of the earth, um, was taught at the Brandon College some 110 years ago and continues on to this day to teach people about rocks, gems, and mineral. And that can be found at that website if you want to find out more about it. Very interesting. All right, next. How would you like to go mining on an Earth-like planet? Now, this is something that's uh, off a ways in the future and uh, very speculative, to say the least, but this planet has been discovered with modern technologies. Um, it is at the print.in, and it's called Earth-like Planet, discovered 26 light years away with an atmosphere. Um, it's pretty close to its sun, but they feel that this planet is uh, very rocky, very much like the Earth. It has an atmosphere, uh, it, much like our own uh, solar system. They believe that's possible. They believe that they found signs of rock, ice, and gas um, with their different uh, telescopes that uh, use light and different things like that to try and figure out what they're looking at. Uh, 26, it's 2.8 times the size of Earth. Uh, it's going to be a super hot Earth that uh, rotates around a dwarf red star. This is only 26 uh, light years away from our sun. And the planet's name is Galice 486b. Um, with today's technology um, and uh, some of the things on the horizon... Could we visit that planet? Yes, um, it is some some time away. Um, with today's greatest, fanciest technologies, I know that uh, there are some speculation that the pulse travel could get them there at uh, about half the speed of light. If that were possible and they could do that, um, we would still be some 50-something years out from discovering that. So perhaps the children of today will see that come um, about. So we'll just have to see. But it's an interesting prospect. All right, next. The Amazon. A sea in the Amazon. Um, in the article, PNAS, and that's found at pnas.org. It's the Proceedings of the National Academy of Science of the United States of America, written by Army McDermott, um, titled News Feature, A Sea in the Amazon. They found a lot of uh, newly discovered proof that in the forest of the western Amazon, they found fossils, 
they have found um, all sorts of things to indicate that this part was under the sea um, and has been rising. They found uh, fossilized mango groves that would grow along the sea. They have found species that would have adapted from salt water and lots of other things um, that you can read about in here. Uh, lush history all up against the the Andres Mountains. Now, for those of us who study history and uh, who study the Bible, we know that uh, since the beginning of time, every culture in every continent has had a belief that the earth was once covered with water. So for us, this is no surprise. This is just a reconfirmation in what we already know. Okay, Now, how about a dinosaur that's worth $32 million? We've talked about this uh, Trianosaurus, um, beautiful, beautiful T-Rex that uh, was found some time ago. And um, it went up for sale recently. And now we have the finished price where you can see how much it is. In the uh, article from therichest.com, it says how this dinosaur fossil became worth $32 million. Yes, this thing, there was a bidding war in a movie about collecting dinosaurs when uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Nicolas Cage were in this bidding war over this Trianosaurus. Um, this was uh, bidding up to $276,000 but uh, in the bids, but... Uh, in reality, this 40-foot Trianosaurus Rex named Old Stan was bought for $32 million from an anonymous buyer. This is a complete dinosaur fossil and uh, just amazing. Like I said, we've talked about it many times, and now we've set this new world record with this dinosaur fossil. Maybe if you're out there, you'll find one. Who knows? Now, some trilobites crushed their prey to death with their legs. Talk about a headlock. Um, in the National Museum, National History Museum, they have an article here. You can look it up at nhm.ac.uk, our friends in the UK, uh, by Beth uh, Ashham, published on March the 5th. And it talks about these horseshoe cra crabs and these trilobites um, finding out that, yes, they had these hard shell uh Things. They look kind of vulnerable, but uh, in reality, they were doing some pretty good jujitsu moves, uh, crushing, just uh, crushing their prey and using these legs like chopsticks to grab the food and eat it bite by bite. Pretty amazing, fun stuff. Uh, they have some um, pictures here of these legs from the dinosaurs. Now, we've talked from time to time about uh, the ecological, environmental, and human uh, aspect on a negative side of gemstone mining. I'm not going to get into great detail, but for those of my friends who are concerned of this, and we all should be at least at some level, um, Sustainable Jewelry, How to Ensure Your Gemstones Aren't Harming Someone Else by Sophia Blumont is written in the times you go to the times.co.uk and the article goes into quite some depth 
on how these stones are um, the history of them and how they are being mined today and how you can be sure that you buy um, the gemstones that are definitely more favorable toward um, humanity. Now, aquamarine is a beautiful gemstone. Now, there's an article called Aquamarine is the gemstone your jewelry collection needs in troubling times. It's from Style Magazine. You can look that up at lifestyleasia.com. And um, the article was written on the 5th by Pamela Kambi. And uh, I'm not going to go through the whole article, but there's some interesting articles here about... um, some of women that traded in their more valuable gemstones and for this aquamarine because uh, it just made them feel better. Maybe they'd been through a bad relationship, things like that. It says, like sapphire that previously graced Princess Diane, Diane after her divorce, she got rid of her wedding ring and um, she had this aquamarine ring made with uh, some diamonds that made her feel quite um, nice and uh, renewed and refreshed. And she also had a bracelet and some other items that were made. And uh, same thing with uh, some other famous people. If you want to read about the free-spirited Empress Josephine, um, she also uh, loved the... uh, aquamarine gemstones. Now, let's see. Before we get into it, Rock and Jim talks about lava tubes. Rockandjim.com. They send me emails. I'm subscribed to their newsletter. Um, they send out these every, I don't know, few weeks to month or so. And this one article is by Jim Brace Thompson, going into the lava tubes, how they channel underground, how fun they are to explore. Um, If you ever go visit any type of area, look up caves. Um, uh, There's a lot of caves to be explored throughout the world, throughout the United States. I always do. I went to Hawaii. I discovered there was a lava tube cave on Maui. Um, didn't cost very much money. They give you flashlights. Very fun. There's also some uh, lava caves that you can explore on Kauai. I'm sure they're all over. Um, really fun to go down these tubes and get a little history on how these tubes were made. Um, there's a lot of history. Some of the formations that are made on the walls, one's called a chocolate chip. It looks like these chocolate chips. They're very shiny. Um, other ones are... Uh, like stalactites and stalagmites and on and on and on. Very interesting subject, something to think about. Um, Nowadays, some of these lava tubes also serve as water-carrying devices um, and sustain uh, amounts of water to be life-sustaining for different creatures. Now, have you ever heard of a gemstone roller? Well, I don't think I have. Maybe I have, but I don't remember it. But this is about these gemstone rollers. Ladies, take notice. Um, And gentlemen who want to have more healthier, glowing skin, that's what these tools promise. Okay, I'm not promising you that, but that's what the article says. Um, It's at Lofushil, it's L-O-F-F-I-C-I-E-L.com. Um, you can go there. Actually, it's L-O-F-F-I-C 
I-E-L-U-S-A.com. So uh, it's written from someone in uh, Austria, uh, Lena Scolato. And uh, on the cover of this, there's these interesting gemstone rollers. So what you have is what looks like a paint roller, okay? And the, on, instead of a brush or a, a padded roller, you have a gemstone, and there's a big one on one side and a little one on one side. Sometimes they're smooth. Sometimes they're bumpy. And they're made from different gemstones. I see lapis. I see jade. I see what could be um, onyx or maybe perhaps um, obsidian. I see amethyst, a beautiful amethyst. And the article goes into what do facial rollers do and how do you use them correctly? Well, I'm not going to go into a huge amount of detail here, but uh, again, you can look that up and see if this is something you want to do, but they're claiming that you can have healthier glowing skin with these beauty rollers. So if you want your face to shine like a gemstone, roll gemstones over your face, <laughs> on your forehead and your cheeks, and uh, this can be used with uh, oils and creams or whatever else um just the coolness this is a from a chinese medicine the best rollers are known to be made of jade and pink beauty rollers made with rose quartz very interesting uh they go into you know the difference between jade and rose and how these are wonderful and healing and everything else suitable for all skin types only apply five to ten minutes Blah, blah, blah. Pretty funny. Check it out if you're into that. Um, that could be fun. They are pretty. I like them. And I would dig on having one in my bathroom just as a display piece of anything. All right. All right. We are getting down to some pretty cool articles here. The new downtown gym museum nears completion as pandemic clouds its plans to open. Well, I don't think this is true anymore. I heard the governor just declared no more masks. Um, we've reached herd immunity. It's We've reached the scientific numbers that have been presented um, throughout the past. I think this uh, um, politics of mask wearing is starting to fall apart at this point. And uh, states are wanting to get uh, back to work and activities and social things as usual. Tucson.com, again, you can read that article. It's written by Henry Bryn. This museum is amazing. This is larger than the University of Arizona's existing mineral display. Um, The new gym and mineral Museum is going to be a spectacle. It is near the Pima County Courthouse downtown. You know, this is the area of the Tucson Gym and Mineral Show, very close by that. This is going to be someplace you will want to go. This is going to be a bucket list place for any rock and gym collector that lives in the United States or abroad that can, you know, manage a trip to the United States. This is one you want on your bucket list. Um, It's a 12,000-square-foot gym and mineral museum featuring more than 2,200 specimens collected in UA and its loan partners and galleries and showcases devoted to 
minerals, the geology of Arizona and Mexico with jewelry, gym science, interactive uh, activities for all ages. I mean, this is going to be the bomb. Uh, the construction began in 2018. Um, they were planning on opening the fall of 2020. And uh, the pandemic, they say, slowed that down. But they are hoping to get this up and going as soon as possible. Wow. They have history about the Bisbee Mines. If you're familiar with turquoise, that is the top, top southwest um, uh, turquoise of all turquoise. You can't miss this. The facility also has another 9,000 feet. It is as its disposal for classroom, research lab, and storage. Um, yeah, wow. I, I can't wait to... This is on my bucket list right here, guys. This this is on my bucket list. The Tucson Gym and Mineral Show has been going on for decades. There's some beautiful pictures here of the early day shows in the 50s and 60s when it started at the fairgrounds. It has become the mecca one of the worldwide meccas for gym and mineral rock hounds around the world. Vendors and showcases come there every year. Unbelievable. You cannot miss this. Quartzite's another great one in Arizona, but you don't want to miss this. All right. Now we're going to get into... Let's see. Did we already look at that? Exploring just how often beauty is skin deep. Don't worry, we're not going to talk about the skin rollers. This is about a lapidary shop tip. It comes from Rock and Gym magazine. You look it up. It was written on February the 9th. Now, what this gym tip or lapidary tip is talking about primarily is Wyoming agate. Um, the person who wrote the article here, Bob Rush, uh, is quite the lapidary. He writes a lot of articles for Rock and Jim. He says here that uh, there is some deceiving things that you might look at when you find an agate. So like Montana agate will have a lot of fractures and bumps on the skin um, because it's bouncing around the river. Uh, some of these Fractures are only visible on the surface, and all you need to do is grind it down or sand it down to see how deep these fractures go. Some of them don't go all the way through. Hold the rock up to a bright light, okay? So if you get a window, if you grind a window into that rock on one side and the other side and get a bright light, you can see how deep those fractures are um, and it, you know, possibly see, okay, you know what? Uh, a lot of fractures only go about an eighth to a quarter inch deep. So yeah, you lose a one giant slab of it, but maybe there's some pieces in there you could use or you get down the next layer inside the rock past the skin. I have rocks. They look hideous. Hideous. They look like just rock because they're so weather-beaten and fractured. When I do my rock sales, like sometimes I'm selling these rocks and I just, I can't believe nobody wants them. I've got like these rocks. I've seen some of these things sell for $50 to $100 a slab, this spectacular, you know, tricolored jasper or this, you know, uh, plumed agate. And I'll show a little window of it 
and you can just see how beautiful it is. And I'm I'm amazed that people aren't jumping at it. Like you can get this whole big fist sized boulder for like a few bucks on my special sale, and uh, you know, and yet I see people bidding for fifty dollars to a hundred dollars for a slab of it. They don't understand how to look at these rocks when they go to the gym and mineral shows or when they're collecting, and they're throwing them back um, when there's some beautiful beautiful patterns and gemstones just underneath that ugly skin. Um, so he talks about his Montana agate. He has it pictured here. There's a fractured area. He grinds that down, um, gets past the sealed black sections of it, and there's an internal pattern at the top of the calf uh, where he has the curvature to show the outer skin um, and some of the fractures, but these could be ground down. He uses a small Mitzi wheel with a carved recessed edge in the fracture area and uh, these can be filled sometimes um, or it can just make uh, more character to your stone. So that is something to check out. Um, little lapidary tip for you if uh, you're looking through your piles of uh, collections and rocks. Now I want to talk about the Thunder Egg Hunting Family before we get into our keynote address on the Rainbow Tunnel and the giantest, biggest piece of fluorite ever. Um, this is also Rock and Jim, came out on February 8th, written by Antoinette Ron. And um, this family here that's highlighted started um, collecting rocks. They ended up in New Mexico. Now, we've done podcasts blogs um, and talked about New Mexico by the Florita Mountains in Deming, New Mexico. There is a state rock hounding park there where you can go and collect rocks. There are some spectacular agates to be found there. It's not easy. They're harder to find nowadays. They're not easy digging. You will work for what you find, but you will have something. Uh, if you spend a day or two there, you will find something that will be uh, worth hanging on to. I have my main rock for my logo that you will see, the agate, the brownish agate with the white, that is a New Mexico agate. Those are the best, in my opinion. Some of the best agates come out of that area. Um, they're just spectacular. Now, you can go there and collect. Now, they have be taken their collection of agates and rock hounding and grown and grown and grown and carrying on a dream where they now have its... Uh, the Coleman, uh, it's Bruce Williams and the Colemans, I believe, but they, uh, the Colemans, or excuse me, Bruce Williams has uh, a rock shop and they help people to know how to go rock hounding in this area. Um, you can book a room. They have an, a working ranch there um, and they have bags full of rocks that you can discover. They have a lot of things that are available for you. They started in 2008, uh, I believe, doing this, if I'm not mistaken, and have a large quartz crystal collection and other wonderful gems and minerals. So you might want to look them up. They're right outside the New Mexico Rockhound State Park uh, and check that out. Now for our keynote address. The Rainbow Tunnel in New Jersey Mine leads to the world's largest fluorescent rock. Now, Rock and Jim 
Um, their latest uh, magazine, I think it's coming up for next month, or maybe they're already spotlighting April. Let me see if I can find that real quick. They actually have an article on that as well um, that they're doing. I did not read that because it's in the magazine. It hasn't come out yet. But uh, this actual article comes from, I can't find it. So I'm just going to go into the article I have, natureworldnews.com. And um, you can read this article here. New Jersey has this huge mine. It has a a shaft that goes vertically 2,670 feet. That is more than double the length of the Empire State Building. And at the end of that, uh, there's a small glow. The Sterling Hill Mining Museum is famously known to have the biggest fluorescent compilation of rocks publicly expressed in the world. Um, One that sparkles neon colors under specific kinds of light. Really beautiful. Um, You can check that out. There's uh, links to the county's oldest um, zinc mine that started in 1739. It operated until 1986. This was crucial for zinc, magnesium, and iron. Um, The mine was purchased in 1989 and converted into a museum in 1990. And there are uh, over 40,000 guests that annually go there and look at the indoor and outdoor mining displays. Uh, There's an observatory of fossils. There's rock finding centers, underground mine crews, a fluorescent museum of Thomas Warren dedicated to shining minerals. Uh, wow, really cool. It is. Uh, it it immerses the old mill of the mine. The building goes back as far as 1916, and there are 1,800 square feet of rooms, uh, dozens and dozens of displays where you can experience uh, and view. There is a hundred massive fluorescent mineral specimens that fill an entire wall of ultraviolet shining mineral types. Some of the fluorescent rocks are not just local, but come from Greenland. There's a cave for children. Um, There's a castle. Uh, There's fluorescent volcano. There's glowing wildlife. There's a show included mainly of minerals and fluorescent rocks from Greenland with 700 objects on the showcase. Around 15% of fluorescent minerals under black light normally don't glow during daytime, but when the fluorescent ultraviolet light, um, they soak up into the rock and will glow these colors back out of them. And you never know what color you'll get. It depends on the specific. They have what's called the Rainbow Room. The Washington University Professor of Earth and Planetary Science um, reveals that minerals can pick up activators where where they were created. And one in Arizona can fluorescent unique colors Uh, completely different from ones from Mexico. Some only glow fine fluorescence. Others, like calcite, will glow under only fluorescent light. Um, And some of them, like magnesium, will retain its brightness um, for a long time. And there is a lot of... uh, There's a a Sterling Hill mine journey where you walk through the rainbow tunnel filling a whole fluorescent room called the Rainbow Room, just glowing all these ultraviolet lights 
and colors showing the aspects of zinc ore known as willamite. So you can read about this article by going to natureworldnews.com. I uh, hope you do. And when you are checking out some of these websites, I hope you stop by radicalrocks.com. Sign up for our newsletter there. We don't spam. We don't give out your uh, address. We will invite you to our rock sales if we have any more in the spring. Um, you can see all our links at the bottom of the page. Please subscribe, share our different social medias, and remember, rock hounds don't die, they petrify.